Hello, it's Julie Story. Welcome back to another episode of my podcast. This is the podcast for babes in journey. That means around here, you're going to get a whole lot of humor and a ton of heart, especially on this episode. We're going deep really deep and I'm spilling the tea on my thoughts about mental health and sharing a little bit more about my story and definitely talking about some really deep, important subjects today revolving around mental health. So be sure and stay tuned. I'd love to hear your thoughts, all that and so much more right after this message from my sponsor. Hello. Welcome back to my channel, to my podcast. Hello. We're here, and today, um, my hair looks crazy. <laughs> today, my hair, what is going on with my hair today? Do you ever just feel like, just you wonder if it's your hair that's the problem, or if you just really don't like the shape of your face? Like, I feel like this, there's a section of my head that's just a problem area, that like, if there's not hair there, I just look completely like bald. Like, what is going on? Anyway, this is the podcast for Babes and Journey. And I'm on a journey. <laughs> I'm on so many journeys. I wish I wish there were some areas of my life that the journey was like concluding. Like it's just all cocoon, goo stage still. And I like started this year. I'm like, this is my butterfly year. And I just, I felt it. Like I felt it in my soul. I was just like, this is it. This is the year I can feel it. And like I start off this year and then it was like confirmed because like Taylor Swift was like doing butterfly things with her album. And then I forgot that in order to like get to a butterfly, the caterpillar has to just cry. <laughs> the caterpillar has to just turn into mush, mushing. There's so much mushing that's been happening. Oh, my eyes are watering. I feel like if every single area of my life was a cocoon, it would just, every area is just dripping, but just goo. I just, yeah. I saw this post right before I got on and it was talking about this like beautiful poignant thing about how, you know, caterpillars, like before they turn into a butterfly, like what are they thinking? And I love these types of questions because this is me. I'm that person that's like sitting at a Broadway show and I'm like, who are you? these people acting. What did you have for breakfast? Like, are any of you guys dating? Like, I feel like I need to know. So the fact that this post was about what caterpillars are thinking, this is just like right up my lane. I'm like, yes, what do caterpillars think? And the whole premise of the post was, does a caterpillar realize that right before it's turning into a butterfly, um, does it just feel like, what does it feel? And was it thinking because it doesn't really know? Like, does it know that two seconds later, it's going to burst out and be able to fly. And um, I saw another post this week about caterpillars. Hondra <laughs> and I were reading Instagrams in bed. And um, we do that a lot. And this is a post that said, um, scientists, scientists have discovered that caterpillars or butterflies can remember that themselves being a caterpillar. And Andre's like, how did, like, who are these scientists that are like, oh, let me just put little tiny brain, brain probes on you. Like, how do they know this information is completely made up? And I'm just over here like, they do. Oh, <laughs> anyway. So yeah, this is the caterpillar time. Welcome to the goo. That's why I started the podcast, the YouTube. I'm doing the video, the audio. We've got it all. And I showed on my Instagram today, my new little set up. I should save it for you guys of like just podcasts behind the scenes and videoing behind the scenes because it's not always glam. It's not always sometimes there's just tape. 
stuff is taped together to like bring light into this area, but we're here and I've got my coffee. So it's a couple things, couple things today. You know, what's so weird about this is like, I love doing this so much and I, I love it so much that I, I want to be able to like connect and, and grow and just like build, you know, build more of an audience with more of you because it's just so fun for me to connect to you guys. And what's interesting about journey for me is, um, I see all these like incredible people doing podcasts or doing YouTube videos. And I just sit in my like living room couch and I'm like, I want to be like them when I grow up and I look at their process and I look at what they do and how they prepare. And, um, sometimes I get stuck in my own brain of like, well, they, they prepare like this. They, they, you know, write out all of their stuff and they, plan and plan and write scripts and read scripts. And, and sometimes I get stuck in this place of like, what am I going to do the podcast about? What am I going to do the YouTube about? Let me like go online and look and like, let me plan. And every time I try and do that, every single time I get stuck for like hours, hours. But if I just turn it on and I just be, and I just flow, it's just like, so much better. It feels so much more right. But I just struggle. I struggle with the fact that I'm seeing like these podcasts pop up or like these amazing women like start things and they just like hit the ground running and they're just like, oh my gosh, like I just hit top number one. Like my podcast just launched 30 seconds ago and I'm number one. Like, whoa, I'm over here going, maybe I'm doing something wrong. I, maybe I just need to like script it out or something. Then I'm like, no, no juju. No. <laughs> That's what I used to call myself when I was little. No juju. Just do it. So I'm here just doing it. Um, I, eyes are watering still. I have a little bit of a plan today. I like going through all that, like <laughs> I don't have a plan. And then I'm like, wait, I have a little bit of a plan because I wanted to, you know, this place is the place that is comedy and heart and a little bit of hustle and a whole lot of kid stories that just get me. Let me tell you, I'll just throw one out there to you. Last night we went to um, this cooking class that is um, put on by a local um, hospital in town. And they are, they are building um, awareness for kids about healthy food and like teaching kids like how to cut vegetables correctly and introducing them to new things. And it's, it was so cool to find out about this. So Andre and I are like, yeah, this is our jam. Like, let's go cook together. You know, let's just like do like introduce kids, like our kids, like new things and all this stuff. So we go and we're making this like green chili and it's amazing and it's awesome. And the kids are having the best time. And then after everything is done, Lelia, my daughter, who's 12 teen gets up and she's like, I am going to go help, um, this, the lady that was running it clean up. And I'm just like, my heart just explodes. I'm like, yes, this is the kind of woman that I want to raise. Like, I'm just like, oh, this is awesome. And um, so she goes to wash the dishes. Stay with me here. Because it was at this moment that I walked in on her washing the dishes. And when she said this, I realized that my daughter has pulled one over on me because this child <laughs> does not get up from our kitchen table and say, mom, all I want to do, the only thing that I want to do right now in this moment is to help you wash dishes. This child went, 
hard on washing these dishes. And when I walked into her washing dishes, she's like, I just love this. I just love working together. It's so fun to just wash the dishes together. And I'm just looking at her like, I am together. I'm at your house every day. Like Andre's washing dishes. You could wash the dishes together at our house. And she's just like, no, it's not fun to do that. It's just fun because there's other people here that we don't know. And I'm like, I will invite people over to our house if it will get you to help us wash the dishes. Like, what is your deal? That was at that moment that I realized kids are so smart and they are pulling, they are pulling one over on us all the time. She's over here going, all I want to do in my heart is to clean for somebody else. And I'm like, please clean for me. Please, your mother. Please clean for me. Anyway. So I, um, I posted on my, uh, personal fan page, a, um, personal fan page. What is that? What is a personal fan page, Julie? Well, that doesn't exist. (laughs) I posted on my private Facebook fan. I just, yeah, whatever. I don't know how to use the internet. Facebook. I posted on Facebook Facebook, um, this thing that's just been on my mind. And like, I just, I want to bring it up here because I feel like I want to like open, um, I want to open conversation. And like when I started the podcast and like putting so much of like our life out there, um, one, I just love doing it. I don't know why. So I'm just like, oh, I love this. Let's keep this going. But part of the reason why I want to do that, this is because there was such a long season in my life that I was struggling with so many different things. And I felt super, super alone in my struggles and processing some stuff that I was going through just as uh, uh, somebody who loves God and and seeing a disconnect between what I believe and the way that people were acting that also profess to love God. And it just like, just it just was a cocktail of crazy. Like, and I won't, I won't go into the details of it because I feel like um, it's what's more important is just like my journey of like growing that that's what I want to share. I want to share my story. And I feel like that that's really um, important to me is to only share my story and not other people's stories. But I went through a lot and I went through a lot alone. And then you guys know, like it just, there's been so much rain and so many waves and so many times it just like, it felt like I was drowning and just like, I'd just take a breath and then get sucker punched again. And like, there's all this stuff going on with community and just life and all stuff. And what I realized was that, um, I didn't have enough women in journey that were going through really hard things that I could just like, listen, that I could just like sit down and, and listen to like strong, independent, amazing women say, I'm struggling. This sucks. This is hard. I'm at the goose stage. I just would only see the butterfly moment. And I'm like, but I am not at that moment yet. Like I still am over here. Like I am goo, the gooeyest goo. So, um, in the middle of goo, my goo time, I realized that, um, I really needed, um, support for myself mentally. And I really needed a place that didn't have, um, didn't have any connections to religion or just anything. It just was, this is your safe place really to grow and to learn and to get tools. And, um, I had gone to therapy before and been to different counselors, but I, I never, there was lots of different areas in my life that I just wasn't getting the support that I needed. And so, um, you know, like I'm just, 
I'm just in journey and I needed help. So I, um, I started going to an incredible therapist, working with a lot of different um, people in my life that are professionals to just give me support. And the reason that I'm sharing about that now is because I made this post and this, this is like so big in my heart and in my mind right now that I'm like, I want to open this conversation with you because I feel like we are so much more powerful together than like going through our individual struggles alone and like trying to wrestle and grapple this out by ourselves. And so I made this post and it was in reference to um, the recent passing of Jared Wilson, who was a pastor and um, a mental health advocate. And he also struggled um, with his own journey of mental health. And he's really open about that, but he passed away this week from suicide. And it just absolutely broke my heart because here was this man who um, was doing so much to break down the stigma of people that love God, but also are, are struggling. And so I made this post and um, I shared something that he, his last tweet that he shared. And I wanted to share it here. This is kind of like, you know, I'm here with the funnies and the heart, but I'm also here with like the humor, but this is definitely a heart moment for sure. But his last tweet said this, I'm like, I have a piece of paper. I like, I printed this out. Like, I know this is like shocking to you, but I did it. So it says loving Jesus doesn't always cure suicidal thoughts. Loving Jesus doesn't always cure depression. Loving Jesus doesn't always cure PTSD. Loving Jesus doesn't always cure anxiety, but that doesn't mean Jesus doesn't offer us companionship and comfort. He always does that. And when I read that, I was like, this is so poignant for where we are. We have, we are in a, in a time right now where we are losing so many beloved ones to uh, just suicide and, and just, really hard. They're, they're struggling. They are struggling. And, and, you know, Jared, uh, died this week, um, from suicide. It just, it just brought, it brought, um, a perspective that I feel like we need to have more conversations like this because there are so many people that are struggling and whether or not you love God or you don't love God, like your struggle and your journey is very real. And, um, so I, I posted this that, um, it breaks my heart how often Christian people who are struggling are told to go pray more, soak more, or just stop feeling the way that they're feeling. Some people who love Jesus are struggling from real trauma, and that has changed the brain. There should never be shame put on anyone dealing with mental health struggles. Often mental health healing is a journey that involves more than just putting on a worship song. It's time that the church take mental health seriously, more seriously than hearing a real struggle and suggesting to people the only solution is prayer line. There are mental health pros that love Jesus or that don't, and they help people heal by giving them tools that help to heal the trauma. That's still Jesus healing, and my heart goes out to Jared Wilson's family. He left an incredible legacy of love. Why I want to talk about this is that um, there was such a long time that I was going through a lot of different things. I was trying to process um, what was going on in my own personal life and my childhood. And I was constantly just told just to go pray or to just, if you just read the Bible, like you won't have any more struggles anymore. Or anytime that I was talking about struggling with anxiety or struggling with some really big traumatic things that happened to me. I was just told all I needed to do was pray. And um, 
I, you know, I love God. I love praying. I love connecting to God's heart. And I remember during those moments, I would have these beautiful moments with God where I'd just be laying and just God would just be downloading amazing like visions to me and really cool things that were personal to me in my spiritual journey. And I would get up and I would still feel anxious or I would still be struggling with Um, a particular area in my life that I just hadn't overcome yet. And I felt so much shame and condemnation because when I would go to the community that I was involved in, I didn't feel safe to like say, um, you know, I'm doing all the Jesus things, but I'm still not feeling okay. I, I I need practical tools. Like I need something more. And I felt so much shame because I didn't feel I was Christian enough or I didn't feel like I love God enough or I didn't feel like I was I was doing something right in my spiritual journey. And what I just have realized since then is like the journey that that God leads us on is so individual and I have seen people get radically healed in front of my eyes. I have seen myself I've gotten healed. I have seen and heard stories of people instantly getting healed from trauma or um, instantly getting set free from addiction. And those are amazing things like that is so God. And I've also been in a journey myself of walking out my own healing in certain areas and and struggling with anxiety and struggling with um, some other, you know, traumas that have happened in my life. And what I've come to realize is like, my healing is not less because it didn't happen instantly. And that's the conversation that Andre and I have been having a lot recently. It's just that, you know, like when we're walking out our journey, sometimes healing happens quick and sometimes it doesn't, but that doesn't mean it's any less healing. And it doesn't mean that's any less God. And I think that it's, it's too often that people are shamed because they're struggling with something in their mental health or they're struggling with something that's really big or they're struggling with PTSD. I mean, there's, there's people that have been abused or there's women that have been assaulted or there's kids that have had these terrible things happen to them. And the way that God made that our, our brain and our DNA is it, it actually changes our DNA. It changes our brain. It changes the way that our brain processes things. And yet we have people that love God shaming people because they had a trauma when they were young and they haven't fully healed from it yet. And they're just told that all you need to do is put on a worship song and then you won't, you know, have suicidal thoughts. And it's just not true. Like, yeah, God can do that. But at the same time, like, what are we doing and how are we helping beloved people going through these big things? And I just feel like I have been a part of the problem at times. And like my first and foremost thing is like, man, like I, like, I'm sorry for the way that I have, if I've made anybody ever feel shamed or less than, or like, uh, like just rushing somebody's journey and their mental health journey, that's not okay. And it just should never be happening. It absolutely should never be happening. And it's, it's, it's so crazy, like to, to, to have been through this crazy time in the last years for us. And watching really brave people that we know walk out their own mental health journey and, and understanding more about mental health. And one thing that I, I want to say, and what I, the conversation I want to open up for us is that, um, there's a lot that the average person doesn't know about mental health or anxiety or depression or some of these other mental health struggles that people are going through. And so I just like implore our community, our friends, like the people around us, like if you don't understand depression, if you don't understand these things, 
do not speak into somebody's life about it like you know if you don't know because you don't understand their journey and you don't understand what it's like and what their everyday life is. And I feel like instead of instead of like taking our own ideas of what we think it is and saying, well, you just need to do this and you just need to do that. We need to close our mouth and listen, like listen to the journey of our friends around us and listen to the journey of somebody who's walked out their mental health and understand that the solution for them can't just be, well, all you need to do is just pray. And if you pray, that's it. That's all you need to do is just pray, like pray and get help, like pray. And we would never go up to somebody who just got their arm chopped off or if they're just bleeding everywhere or if they have diabetes, we would never go up to that person and go, listen, you ha- you just found out that you have diabetes. Don't take your insulin. Just go pray. We would never do that to somebody. We, like that's terrible. And I feel like with mental health, like we have this like idea that this is separate. Like you're struggling on the inside, but that is not as important and worthy as somebody who just instantly gets healed of something that we can see on the outside. Or that's, that's not as worthy of care and compassion as somebody who's struggling with something we can see. And so, um, I just feel like there's been, um, such a lack in this area of, of understanding. And and I've heard stories, I've heard stories of, of pastors that, that have, um, you know, stood up on pulpits, and I've seen it myself. Um, that have just said, "Hey, listen, if you're struggling with depression, you just need more joy. That's it. You know, it's your fault that you're not getting more joy. And if you just were connected to God more and you had more joy, you would be fine." And, um, it, gosh, like that's just not okay. It's just not okay. Like we are losing like people are struggling. We've got kids that are struggling. We have people that are, are, um, just incredible leaders that are struggling. And the thing that we tell them is that it's your fault. And we might not realize that we're saying it, but just that is being said to them. And it's just absolutely not okay. So I bring this up because I feel like this is such an important conversation and I love the fun and the humor. And I love making ridiculous videos and awesome, funny podcasts and telling funny stories. And what I realized recently about myself is like the humor is the way that I have learned to process really difficult things. And humor is the way it's kind of like, um, a good coping mechanism that I have that helps me make sense of life. And so that's why you'll hear the humor stories and it will always, it will always be there because it's just the way that I process, you know, these kind of big things. But Um, I really feel like it's time to, um, be way better listeners and, um, and to also, um, understand that God can use not only doctors and, and medicine and, um, he can use those things to help assist in healing. But just because somebody loves God doesn't mean that everything and all the trauma gets instantly gone. Sometimes there's journey. And sometimes the journey is gooey. And sometimes it's really hard to see people that we love in the goo process. But if I could say anything, like if I, like I would want to leave this with my kids, this, what I'm about to tell you, if somebody is going through something, it's going to make you uncomfortable. It's going to be hard to watch somebody go through pain. It's going to be hard for you but do not rush somebody's journey because it makes you feel uncomfortable and don't um, step into somebody's story in the middle of the dust. If you're not um, 
if you're not able to just sit there with them and to let it be okay that they're not okay. And I, I have experienced so many times amazing people who I just absolutely respected come into my story and tell me that it's my fault, um, that everything isn't perfect and that it's my fault that everything isn't like I'm not okay. Instead of them understanding that sometimes we go through things that affect the brain and affect the body. And sometimes we have to work out what that is. And sometimes we need other people to come alongside of us and give us actual tools. So this is just this, this idea of mental health is just such a, um, such a big thing for me. And I just, I just want even us as mamas to be advocates for our kids and, and understand that sometimes, you know, the way that kids are acting out, it has nothing to do with them and their, their character it has everything to do with something happened that trauma, that was a trauma for them. And it's, and now they have a trigger. And I think one of the things that I, um, I wish that had been explained to me uh, years ago was that even though you're, you're raising kids in a, in a very um, great community that's a Christian culture, they're still, um, they still might have struggles. And just because you love Jesus doesn't mean that your kids are not going to have to process big things and your kids are not going to have to kind of go through their own journey. And I think the best things that we can do as parents is take care of ourselves and our own mental health and take that super seriously. And, and when I say mental health, I mean, get tools, like get practical tools of how do I handle stress? How do I handle, you know, some of the things that I've walked through when I was, you know, younger. Um, I think that part of being a great mother is taking care of yourself first and putting that mask on yourself first, because you can't give what you don't have. And also you can't help your child, um, through something if you won't be willing to even acknowledge the fact that they might be struggling. And, um, I think now more than ever, you know, there's, there's a lot of pressure on our teens and there's a lot of pressure on our kids and, and there's a lot of stress and there's not a lot of, um, there's not a lot of, um, I'm just, I'm wanting to see more, um, parents rise up to support their kids. And I'm not going to say there's not a lot of that because I, I don't know, but I will say that I want there to be more. I want there to be more support for kids and I want there to be more support for our teens and being teens is hard enough. And now you got social media and kind of all these things kind of added in. So, um, so this is going to be an ongoing conversation that I hope that you take part in with me because I feel like, you know, even just posting that one post on my Facebook, there were so many other women that shared it and they were sharing their own stories and their own stories of their mental health journey and that they were feeling really shamed and that there were pastors that made them feel shamed from the pulpit. And, um, you know, I know of, of leaders that struggled with their mental health and they felt shame. They couldn't share it or they didn't share it for whatever, you know, reason. But, um, I think the more that we just, um, talk about it and we have these conversations and we, we are open about it and that we encourage each other. Hey, listen, like if you have kids, 
go look up the signs of childhood depression or childhood anxiety. Um, be very aware that your kids may have triggers and, um, you know, get the tools that you need to help walk them through that. So I'm really thankful and grateful that you've been with me in the goo times. Uh, I hope to have more conversations like this. I love the fun and the humor. And I know this, like, this one was like super deep, but I also feel like as I grow and as I learn to use my voice more and just be more of myself, you're going to see way more humor, but you're also going to see this, this heart side too, as I'm processing things and I'm just seeing, wow, like I, I want to use my voice, even if it's just for one person, even if something I'm saying resonates with one person and it gives one person permission to be in journey and to not be okay. And to understand that God loves you, even if you're struggling and that doesn't make you less loved by God and it doesn't make you less worthy and it doesn't make you less anything. It just means that you are human in journey and um, we are all in journey, whether or not people are sharing it on Instagram or not, whether they are sharing it in this way or not, everybody has um, struggles. And I feel like the more that we can kind of break down the stigma of um, mental health and break down the stigma of what it means to have a mental illness. And the more that we can open our arms with love to the people that are struggling, to the people that love God and they're taking medication, to the people that love God and they're going through really hard things and it's it's causing trauma or they love God and they have PTSD because they something happened to them and it was terrible. And we can just say, you are still worthy. You are still loved by God and you are still loved in your journey. And it doesn't make you any less anything to be in journey. So thank you for sharing my journey with me. I would love to have more conversations like this with you. So please uh, reach out to me in any capacity, leave a comment, send me a message, send me a DM on Instagram because I um, I would love to hear from you. And if you've been somebody who's been shamed or um, just disgraced because you love God and you, you've struggled with some mental health things, like I just want to say I'm so sorry and um, that you're so loved and um, you've got 100% of my support and love and prayers as you walk out your journey. And I just want to say for all of those who have reached out and gotten help, I'm so dang proud of you. I'm so dang proud of you. You're so brave. So I love you so much and I will talk to you again soon. Bye.